welcome to this episode of Safe Home for struggling teens and their families finding their healing path. I am Joy, a teen recovering from substance use, suicidal ideation, depression, and anxiety. And I'm Joy's mom, Beth, and I am walking beside him as he works hard for his recovery while I work hard on my own personal growth and healing. We are not experts in anything except our own stories, and we encourage you to seek out professional help if you are struggling. We have a list of resources in the description. Please note that this episode contains some swear words, descriptions of drug use, and mentions of suicide attempts, and may not be appropriate for sensitive listeners or younger children. In this episode, Joey and I are going to be chatting about depression. Yes. Something... Dun, dun, dun. Something both of us know much too much about. Yes. Sadly. Uh, well, let's just start by saying, I think we both should just say what we think depression is for us. And by the way, just to, to re- reiterate, we are not any sort of medical professional, healthcare professional, mental health professional. We are just professional depressed people. Yeah. We just so, know how it feels. So. Inside. So yeah. this is just our own... Um, our own take on it. Yeah. So what is depression to you, Joey? Well, it, like the way I think about it is just reminiscing or like thinking too much about the past. That that's that's what I think an anxiety is like thinking about the future too much, but it feels like just I don't know, like this black darkness that is in your body and then you, you you don't want to do anything. Your motivation's killed. You, you don't. I don't. I don't know how to exp- like. It's a feeling more than like a way to explain it through words. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know, but mm-hmm. it's definitely dark. Dark. Dark seems to be the the key component. Yeah, I can relate to that darkness. Uh, for me, depression is when I. Uh, it's closely linked to overwhelm. Oh which, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, is what I get a lot. And depression to me is when I get angry at myself. I oh, turn anger okay. toward myself. Yeah, no, I I guess I could relate to that. I just I just never really thought about it that way. Yeah. It's definitely like a way of putting things on yourself that really don't have to. Right. Exactly. Maybe I should be mad at somebody else or something else, but instead I'm just overwhelmed. So I just turn it, the microscope onto me and go, God, you are so terrible at X, Y, and Z. And how can you even da 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 So a lot of my depression ends up being real negative self-talk. Yeah, no, I think that's a lot of depression for a lot of people. Um, but it, it could just be, it's just that chatter in your head that's negative. The negative mm-hmm. chatter in your head that's the uh, essentially the devil on your shoulder instead of the angel mm-hmm. and that's and then the angel is the one your good the higher state of mind that's really trying to do good for you whereas the devil is bringing you down so that's depression in my eyes that's how a visual representation mm-hmm. so, yeah. right right yeah it's just uh, depression as a character its main job is to pull you down yeah Deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's try I think it's trying to help you because you're saying, Hell, I'm overwhelmed. I I'm feeling stuck. And so it says, All right, let's shut her down. Yeah, well, if you think about it in reptilian brain, like if you're going to hit the scientific part of it, depression isn't really a bad thing. It it really is a, a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. It's a um it's a survival um mechanism, really. It it, it keeps you away from danger. Yeah. 
So I don't know if it's the exact thing that keeps you away from danger in your reptilian brain, but it's, it's definitely keeping you away from things that aren't comfortable. Right. Yeah. Which some things that aren't comfortable, you really should be dealing with facing forward instead yeah. of burying your head about it. But um, so, but it means well. Yeah, it does the mean well. depression means well. It's it trying to help, but it's not fully informed because it's not your whole self. It's just a little piece of you. Yeah. And, um, oh boy, we, uh, unfortunately know too much about, about our character of depression. Yes. How it, has it affected your life? And when did you like, when did you first realize you had it and, and what did it do to you? Well, my first experience with depression was probably middle school when I realized, well, probably elementary school, but I didn't realize it at then. But middle school was when it like hit me mm. because I, I grew up in a white area in Huntington Beach really and I was an Asian there and it and I got bullied for that because I was different and that's when I became the other and that's something that would um trigger depression I assume mm -hmm. because when you're not when you're not fitting in you seem to isolate mm -hmm. you have to isolate because no one really accepts you mm -hmm. kind of survival right it's survival and it's when you isolate when you get in your own head and then you have that self-chatter that's negative sometimes good but usually negative when it's like isolating when you're isolating and things aren't going well for you especially when you're being bullied mm -hmm. and negative things are happening around you so the, the self-chatter would become negative and mm -hmm. that's what depression was for me mm-hmm and then do you think the depression in, in middle school contributed to your choice to use drugs at that certain juncture when you got into high school? Yes, definitely. It's because I, I needed an escape mm -hmm. from the depression. Mm -hmm. So once I first tried something that like, like weed that took that pain away, it just started that snowball effect of the next thing that would mm -hmm. take me out of this pain mm -hmm. so the next thing was lsd then the next mm -hmm. thing was dmt and then it just mm -hmm. just snowballed mm -hmm. then i got into harder drugs it especially with me i like disassociatives and psychedelics because mm -hmm. they take me to a whole new reality where i don't have to face the pain that i've was or was yeah was going through in that reality mm -hmm. in this reality essentially mm -hmm. so yeah yeah that makes sense why you would choose those drugs unfortunately though the some of the drugs you took made you more depressed well yeah the, no, the no, weed no. kind of makes you low right well the weed is it's not a it is a downer but it it is a psychedelic too but if you're using it with not good intention mm -hmm. or with no intention it will usually bring you down more mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because if you use uh marijuana or weed to and you have an intention to like learn from it and like because i think when you are on marijuana your self-chatter is um enhanced oh so if you went in with a good intention and healthy mindset and we're a grown up. Yeah. You could say, okay, I'm going to smoke this weed and just see if my mind can 
conjure up whatever I'm exactly. looking for. Exactly. But no one does that no when one they're really does 16 that. or 15. No, they're, they're, they're there to get the high. Yeah, they're just trying to get wasted. Yeah. Or to get obliterated so you don't have to think about anything. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. And then alcohol is definitely a downer. Well, alcohol is um, a depressant. Yeah. So, so if you're depressed, drinking alcohol is like... Literally adding to the depression. Just adding logs because, to the fire. Yeah, exactly. Because alcohol... It, it literally completely numbs out and everything mm-hmm. it, when you get to a certain point, mm-hmm. you, you just, you black out essentially. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, it's not helping anything in the long run. It's, it just comes back mm-hmm. because you get sober after that, mm-hmm. unless you pass away through that. And then you're really just gone, mm-hmm. but it will come back like, twice as worse yeah and then it's just a spiral Mm -hmm. it's the substances and the depression just both are spiraling down 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 Mm. down down it's so hard to pull out of one of those spirals what have you done in the past when you because it's like a it's a like a little roller coaster right it's not always like super horrible depressed um most people are are kind of up and down up and down yeah what has helped you pull up when you've needed to what i've learned now in in this better state of mind is that talking communicating feeling the emotions not suppressing them or putting them away or yeah i guess you do the opposite you really feel them you you take time to understand what you're feeling so then it gets to the deeper root. And then once you go to the deepest point of that depression and address it, you can therefore understand it more and realize, okay, this is why I'm feeling that way. Instead of why am I feeling this way? I don't want this to happen anymore. And then you go to a drug or a substance or whatever. And then you make it worse Mm -hmm. by covering it up with something else. So, the best way to get out of a spiral essentially is to address it, talk to people about it, and then integrate it into your uh, mind, mm-hmm. into your life, what you've learned mm-hmm. and what you've learned from talking about it. I, I agree with you. The only way out is through. Exactly. You got to just face your demons and, or face your dragons or whatever and just cry or whatever moan and groan or lament whatever you need to do about the pain and somehow you've got to get it out of your system so you can move on yeah if it's a what depression i believe it it can be a physical manifestation too so Mm -hmm. if you feel like you need to punch something do that but in a healthy way so like punch a pillow like if you really feel angry when depressed you need to release. You don't want to hold. So do so. Release, but mm-hmm. in a healthy manner. Yeah. We bought Joey a uh, a gigantic teddy bear from like Costco. Yeah, it's like six foot tall. Yeah. And uh, we bought it for the express purpose of him to be able to punch it or to hug on it. But yeah, I think you don't like punching it because you make it. It makes you too sad to punch the yeah. bear. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, it's more of a hugging bear. Now. The, so the hugging part is good, but I've used it to punch, and it is extremely satisfying. Yes, to yes. me to punch the bear. I'm so sorry, bear. No, but it, no, I understand. Some people do need to release, and I, I need to do that more. But it, it seems that it's hard for me because uh, I, I just don't like 
inflicting pain on anything even if it's not living <laughs> it's it just i know that there's like energy in the air so. yeah so just hitting a pillow maybe or you've used your baseball bat on your bed or something yeah baseball right? bat on the bed works but it's still like i don't want to ruin anything so like yeah yeah you gotta be careful but there are there are definitely ways you can uh, disperse that energy yeah, uh, yeah. without then, hurting anybody including yourself yeah so just like really just like twitching and like having like little trets is good because I, I do that sometimes when I was, I just do that just to release. Just, just twit, twit, like a big twitch. Do you do it voluntarily? Or? Yeah, I do it voluntarily ah. because it's, I know that there's a feeling that I have to twitch. So I twitch. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. That's probably some energy wanting to get out. Don't you think? Yeah. No, no, no. So it, it's a really easy way to just like yeah. get it out. I find that my drumming class really helps to, to purge me of some of that stuck energy. Yeah. No, I can feel it sometimes. Well, you know how loud drums, you can feel the vibrations. Yes. But I can just feel it shaking everything up like. Yeah. It's mixing it up and then getting it out yeah. once you release by pounding that mm -hmm. head of the drum. So mm -hmm. that, that makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. That makes complete sense. But I, I want to know, I want, I'm going to ask you what, like, is depression to you? Like, what, what, what is it? in your life what does it look like yeah well i think i've been depressed as long as i can remember i've just been kind of a uh just an overwhelmed and and kind of a hopeless person for <laughs> for mm. a long 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 time there's just a lot of sadness and i don't know where it came from exactly but it, it's um just maybe my personality or just stuff that happened when i was little but um, it it makes me really serious all the time. Mm -hmm. And my workaholism kind of pulls me out of it. It forces me to kind of just keep working, work, work, yeah. work. But if I have moments where I'm not working, then I just go, go you get, dark. You yeah. get into your head yeah, because I get you're into not busy. Mm -hmm. You have to have, you have to have like something to do to keep you out of that. Yeah. So I'm not in my workaholic mode. I do a lot of sleeping. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. Yeah. I just kind of shut down like the, like the blue character in that movie Sadness. inside out the greatest movie ever Disney's inside out and each character is like a part of you. So and there's emotion, a sadness joy, and there's joy and there's anger, anger and, and um, happiness disgust. or so, something. I'm, oh, joy was joy yeah, and I disgust forgot. and fear. Oh, fear. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. But I totally identify with the blue one. Yeah. <laughs> the sadness one. And in fact, Jan, who's joy, she, she doesn't really get sad. She gets more angry if anything, but, um, she often says, do I need to pull you by your foot? Yeah, Which is what happens in, in scene, the movie. <laughs> in the scene where like the, the blue uh, sadness just lays there and just <laughs> just puts her leg up and says, drag me by yeah, my makes, foot. Yeah, <laughs> makes Joy drag her around yeah. if, she, if she has to go somewhere. <laughs> so I can totally, uh, it's really tough. It's been some sort of a lifelong project. Mm -hmm. I've been in therapy for decades and I've been on antidepressants for decades. Yeah. I'm actually trying to get off right now. That's cool. um, I've well, tapered I'm, down and I'm just keep trying to taper down as much as I can. And feel the emotions. Right? Yeah. You should talk to Miguel. I don't know if you like want to, but Miguel really helps with you accepting the negative emotions mm -hmm. and manifesting them into reality and dispersing them. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's really helpful. Well, he sure has helped you yes. tremendously. And uh, we recommend Miguel 
to anyone who's looking for some uh, really deep spiritual kind of um, emotional work. Yes. Tough stuff. It's really tough. But, but it's helped. It's it, helped you. Oh, my it gosh. It helps so, so much. much. It helps so much. It, because if I wouldn't have had this um, opportunity to work on myself spiritually and emotionally, I don't think I would be at the point where I am because you, I wouldn't know anything about myself. I would still be kind of blind and mm -hmm. keep going on this road of darkness and self-destruction. Self-destruction. Yeah. Yeah. I think the awareness is key and the willingness to look at square in the face. Yes. And that is key. That's why you're sober right now. That's mm -hmm. why you're on the baseball team and in jazz band and yeah. doing life exactly. so beautifully. And thank God for Miguel. I love Miguel, but I think I'm going to leave him to you. Really? Um, I think it'd be weird to, to see him and you see him, but oh. I um, have an appointment in two days with someone that's going to do EMDR with me. Oh, that's good. So, and you can explain EMDR. Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And it's a specific type of psychotherapy that kind of gets into your subconscious a little bit deeper than regular talk therapy. So yeah. I'm hoping that that will get me to some of my core issues, like yeah. like the stuff that you're working on. Yeah, no, no I, I, I believe in EMDR. I've never tried it, but I've like heard about it and it sounds very intriguing. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like it would work. And I heard a lot of people that say it does work. So. Yeah, it's, it's really... Uh, in in the trauma fields, it's it's mentioned all the time yeah. that EMDR helps people with trauma. Yeah. So I'm going to try that, and I continue to to work on my own personal growth to make sure that I don't get too depressed. Because when I get depressed, I don't get. I don't. I've never tried to commit suicide, but I get passively suicidal mm -hmm. if I get, let myself get too depressed, and that looks like hoping a truck will. Just will like kill ran, me. Yeah. Ran, ran run me over, off yeah. the road. Yeah. Wishing I wouldn't wake up yeah. or, you know, stuff like that. That's not a good place to be in. No, that, that's a scary place because once you're in there, it can easily switch to non-passive. It could like active yeah. and you can, I, I've been in active situations. Yeah. And then that's in the moment. It's not scary because you, you, you just want to die. Yeah. But, that year it's too late for the scariness to be there by yeah. that time. But the thing that saves me, saved me from all my attempts or yeah attempts is pain mm. because you can't really die without pain mm. so the physical pain the you physical, don't like physical pain. pain yeah yeah i don't like physical pain because um a warning to any listeners this is, might be a little graphic but when i tried to hang myself multiple times i got to the point where it just hurt and i couldn't breathe so i, I never tried to jump off something and hang myself i just tried to suffocate myself so when it got to the point where I couldn't breathe and my eyes were starting to roll back, I just release mm -hmm. and I, I would pass out for a second, but I wouldn't be stuck in the noose. Mm -hmm. So the, yeah, that, that was scary. That was the scary point is when you feel the pain of mm -hmm. dying. And that that's, that's a very scary point is when you get to the point of almost death through pain. That's really, really, really scary for us, for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure it was scary for you after yeah. you realized what happened. Yeah. But you were, when you um, had those suicide attempts, you were using a lot of psychedelics, which kind of yeah. ushered in. We talked about that in the psychedelics episode. Well, yeah, we could talk about it again. Psychedelics show, well, in my eyes, they show you realities that are different and show you um, things that 
could be on the other side, quote unquote. So, it, it to me, what it's like the, the through my experiences, it showed me that death was just a recycled thing that you can die, come back, relive, die, come back, relive until you learn. Mm-hmm. And that I don't know if that's true. No one really knows. No one will know. Mm-hmm. But that gave me this thing in my mind that I I, I was not afraid of death mm-hmm. and that was very scary for everyone around me because I, I would just say I want to die I want to mm-hmm. experience what mm-hmm. death is I, I, I've seen it before I know what it feels like but I've never really done it sober so I want to see if it's truly what it is mm-hmm. you know so you mean you've seen death while under the influence of psychedelics yes so in in your other realm you've se- you've experienced death yeah and you wanted to do it in your current this physical cr- form exactly yeah that that was a terrifying time period that is for sure uh and uh if you hadn't had depression probably n- none of this would have happened but d- the depression underlying everything is contributing amplified to that. It. yeah amplified it yes yeah yes yeah. it definitely well i think even if someone wasn't depressed and saw like death through psychedelics, they would have the same mindset mm. because it's curiosity. Curiosity kills the cat. <laughs> so literally it would kill someone. But if you're, if your physical realm life was super happy and you were, you didn't have that layer of sadness and, and darkness. It, it wouldn't really affect it. I don't think. Oh really? It wouldn't. Your psychedelic experience would be so strong. No, no, no. I'm saying it wouldn't affect your reality. So you wouldn't try and commit suicide. Oh, got it. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. But I don't know. It's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be that situation for someone and then it could be completely a different situation yeah. for someone else. So we can't, like we, we said, we're not professionals. Yeah. That's just what we think in our own, through our own personal experiences. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's what makes psychedelics dangerous. Not the actual substance. It's, it, it doesn't really kill anyone, the actual substance, but yeah. it, it might make you do stuff that, you wouldn't do when you're sober. So yeah. And, but it also can induce uh psychosis. Yeah. Which isn't, it doesn't kill you, but it can make you kill yourself, can make you kill someone else because you don't know what's happening. Yeah. Your, your reality is no longer what it used to be. Yeah. So if you have any sort of underlying mental health issues, adding drugs to that is not a good idea. Bad combo. Yes. So since you've been sober, have you, been depressed and if so how have you handled it and is it oh yeah i've been depressed definitely it, it, but it's easier to handle when you're sober because you're in your true headspace and you know and you it's so hard to explain when you're under the influence and depressed but it's different it's mm. definitely different because it's you're not connected fully to your mind and body mm-hmm. when you're under the influence so you can't really address what truly is happening it could be altered mm-hmm. whereas when you're sober sober-minded you know exactly you can tell where it's coming from you can address it mm-hmm. so that that's how i that's how i can explain it mm-hmm. okay well very good what um would you be willing to give us a, an example of something you've handled recently yeah i mean um how i usually deal with depression is i dream i dream and my dreams usually i never have nightmares so i always have good dreams or really outrageous dreams so when i'm depressed i usually want to go to those those realities so i don't have to deal with my physical reality 
So that that's my escape. So sleeping is a lot better than doing drugs. Yeah, it's a lot. It's <laughs> way better, but it does create isolation. Yeah, it isolates you, and like if you had a job or you something to go to, that you you'd miss out on stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it's not a sustainable thing. But it's if you had to choose between using drugs or taking a lot of naps, just take naps. Take naps. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please take naps rather than do drugs or mm. harmful harmful coping mechanisms but sometimes it's really hard to rouse you out of those uh, kind of sleepy lethargic yeah because i don't want to be in this reality at that point i i just really want to just stay because it was actually today um that i i just wanted to stay in that reality i I was having such a good time in that reality Mm -hmm. that it, it seemed better than what i was going through even though i was i'm having a great time in this experience it's just that sometimes the other experience is gr- the grass is greener on the other side. Mm. Sometimes the the experience you're having in your dreams is is even cooler than your current yeah. physical existence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's why they call them dreams, I guess, huh? Yeah. So what? Like, how did you get out of uh, your nap mode today? You. I just had to not go back to sleep. I just had to realize, okay, I'm up. I'm doing this. I'm doing my reality. It's hard. It's definitely hard, but I had to because I, I have to be there for my family. I have to be there for school. I have to, I, I have responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I could sleep forever. I, I don't have to wake up. Like I, I could just blow everyone off, but yeah. that's not my, in my morals and it's not in my energy that I want to do that anymore. So. Yeah. Yeah, when you had actual things to do with times to be somewhere, you totally made it today. Yeah. Uh, but it's that loose time. And this is definitely a problem for me, too. If I have time where I don't have something scheduled and some responsibility to be somewhere, whew, that's where I fall apart. Yeah, I do much better if I have, okay, I got to be here. This person needs me over here. Doot, 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 doot. Mm-hmm. Um, so my life ends up looking like a big um, puzzle of obligations. <laughs> yeah, I, but, I, I totally understand that though. But it, if I let myself have too much free time, I just get depressed and I just, I just get, bleh. yeah. But uh, that is something I need to work on because I think I am avoiding dealing with stuff by just keeping so busy. Yeah, well, it, it's balance. Mm-hmm. Everything's a balance. You you can avoid mm-hmm. to a certain extent, but then you can you can feel to a certain extent. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so everything has balance. Okay. Do we say everything there is to say about depression? It yeah, I mean, it feels like it sucks, but you have to get through it. You mm-hmm. you don't have to. Like, I'm not telling you, you have to get through it. But in my experience, it, it, it turns that depression on its head to be something you can work with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, if you can think of it like that blue character... It's just like another another character in your play, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, if you can let it have a voice, it it can say what it needs to say, and then it kind of dissipates the energy. Yeah, it it really. I don't know the and like an an example, but it's sort of like cotton candy to water. Once ah. you like put the cotton candy in the water, it just dissipates. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, because it it's your cotton candy to your water, so. <laughs> The depression is the cotton candy, and then your brain is the water. So once mm-hmm. the depression hits the water, oh no no, 
I don't know, but I just felt that analogy. I don't know. I like that analogy. It it when when your depression sees the light of day, it, it just dissipates. It dissipates. Exactly. That that's probably the better way. Yeah. yeah. I've also I wanted to mention that the one thing that helps me the most with my depression is exercise. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. So that is actually a good point. Depression, it it's an energy, and I think when you move energy in the opposite direction with like physical movement and using endorphins, mm -hmm. which are released when moving, it's, it again is the water to the cotton candy. Mm -hmm. It dissipates the depression. Mm -hmm. I, I actually have to move 15 minutes a day or else you get, depressed. or else I get depressed really? I, and it doesn't take me long. Like if I miss one or two days, Really? Fall, fall down. You seem really in tune with your depression. It seems like I'm still kind of getting to where you're at. Well, I have decades more experience. True, 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 true. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. And I hate exercising. It's not my, I'm not an athlete at all. <laughs> you know, I grew up playing the piano and reading books. That was all I did. But I, my fingers got exercised and that's yeah, it. Yeah. But I, uh, luckily we have horses. And so my exercise most days is is cleaning the corrals or moving hay or doing chores outside or sometimes we actually go do things um but getting my heart rate up for 10 or 15 minutes a day is just imperative for yeah. my mental health and i think it is for me but i just haven't realized it yet it, it really does impact how yeah. you feel yeah and luckily you're an athlete so you you're getting a lot of yeah. um, activity lately yeah so well, if some uh, if someone is struggling with depression right now, uh, what what would you suggest they do right away? Like what what well, are the top? There's definitely top different things? levels of depression. So, like if someone is su actively suicidal, call someone, call an authority, call a suicide hotline, get them help. Mm -hmm. Someone's passively suicidal and depressed, I would say talk. Talk to them, ask them, really talk to them and tell them to feel their emotions, not bury it. I know that's a cliche thing, mm -hmm. but like it really is important. And at that point, a therapist would probably be really Oh, a therapist would need, need to be there. Yeah, some sort of therapist. But if you're just depressed and wanting to sleep all day, drag the person by their foot. <laughs> like, like it sounds messed up, but you need to get them out of that state because if they keep in that state they can get they, they're spiraling at that mm -hmm. point so you just need to help if they don't want to you can't force them but just be there as a support to help them out of it when they, mm -hmm. they're ready mm -hmm. yeah sometimes Jen will say come on beth we're going yeah and uh, i'm like eh, i don't want to but she she convinces me with her joyful um hopeful voice yeah. and i'm like all right and then i always feel better yeah no after yeah after you out. get out you feel better yeah it's always that afterwards you, you realize oh, okay yeah I, I was wrong yeah <laughs> well i hope this conversation has helped people especially people who have never experienced depression or if they have maybe you've heard something that's similar yeah. or you know everyone's probably looks a little different but i hope that you can relate to something that we said and hope hope it's a little bit helpful yeah and we'll see you 
next time. Thank All you very right. much for supporting our podcast. Go ahead and uh, rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts if you have a chance. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe, subscribe on YouTube, YouTube or on your own podcast app. And lastly, we have a Patreon page. If any of you would like to support our podcast financially so we can continue creating commercial-free episodes and help defray the costs of the podcast, go to patreon.com slash safe home. Thank you so much. And stay, stay safe. safe.